talking about building hot rods here. I'm not talking about sugarcoating. We're talking about everything. Knuckle busting. The rust in your fucking eyes. We're talking about building fucking hot rods. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of It's All About the Build podcast. And this is a special episode. We didn't really have this planned until it happened. (laughs) Why don't you just tell the audience? So, I guess this episode's going to turn into an informative episode. A day in the life of IBF Hot Rods and, and Elliot and Randy. Yeah. We're going to tell you, if you haven't been following us on any of our social media outlets, we had a 68 C10 in the shop. Um, We'll actually start with Randy going over a little bit of it, just to give you an idea of what all we had to do. It was a, whenever we get these projects and we're told that they're, you know, 90% finished, you know, they got paint on them, uh, the interior sitting inside of it. You know, <clears throat> the wiring is is not done, but, you know, there's lights in it and everything. The chrome's on it and stuff. Um, we're told that it's 90% done. And nine times out of ten, what, what really is the percentage here that it's done, Randy? Would you say 50%? I would say, like, 30. Yeah, I'd say it was probably 40. 30. 35 to 40, maybe. Yeah, even though everything was in this truck, like like I said, there was paint on it, chrome was on it, no wind. What? There was no there windows. Was no window. Well, the windows were in it. The the door windows. Door windows. No but, windshield or rear window. Yeah, and this is a '68 C10, and it had the every single chrome package you could think of on it. And so the interior was a TMI interior. If you're not familiar with TMI, you can get you know full blown, almost remotely custom. What you can custom that stuff from stitching to the, the pleather or leather, right, Randy? Yeah, materials, colors, stitches, uh, design, obviously. There's a lot of different things you can do. Yeah, so there was all that. There was gauges, aftermarket gauges, and, tele, and teletronics gauges were, were there. Um, the What else was there? The wooden bed was in it. Um, yeah, the um, wooden bed, the... I mean, everything was there. The truck was painted, um, cleared and buffed, all that kind of stuff. Well, it wasn't buffed. It was kind of in the middle of buffing. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, it was buffed, but not... It's kind of like they just stopped. Yeah. It was It was pretty bad. Um, paint was all right. It was just literally buff marks everywhere, kind of like... And there was uh, compound in every single crevice, every nook and cranny. Yeah. All that shit. Underneath, when you crawled underneath, there was no... There was no e-brake. There was no e-brake cables. There was the shifter wasn't connected. Um, nothing was, uh, nothing was officially finished on that on that truck. Yeah. So even though it looked like if you were to look at the truck sitting there, it it did look ninety percent done. But like Randy said, he said thirty percent. I was going to give it fifty, but we'll just go with thirty percent. How about that? I'll we'll go. We'll mean the middle. We'll go forty. All right, sounds good. We'll do forty. So forty-two percent done. <laughs> <laughs> But um, just go over a little. We're gonna we're gonna tell you guys about this truck, and we're gonna tell you about this truck came from Tennessee. Which, if you don't know by now, that's where my wife and I moved from to Indiana. So we have worked on multiple vehicles down there, worked for many shops down there, 
And that's where this truck came from, was Tennessee. So the guy wanted me to to finish it for him. I talked to him years ago, probably a couple years ago now. And we talked about it, and then I moved up here. And he was, he was kind of wishy-washy about bringing it up here. But then he really wanted me to do it. So he was like, screw it, come get it, and let's, let's take care of it. So it's about six and a half hour drive. If you've never been from Huntington, Indiana to Nash, just south of Nashville, Tennessee, it's a good drive. And we're going to get into what happened on the way down. <laughs> but we're <laughs> yeah. going to discuss a little bit of this. If you want to see this truck, like I said, you can go to our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and you can see this 68. You'll know. You'll see it. Um, if you go to the Facebook page, we did a we do a video every week, and you can literally follow this build throughout that. You can go back and actually look at what we're talking about. Yeah. So the last Randy, couple of months. Yeah, Randy, why don't you go into a little bit of what all what all had to go into this? Because this was kind of Randy's. Randy was uh, the main guy on this one. Um, I tagged along, came in whenever needed. Um, there's uh, there's three cars in the shop, and I got other shit to be doing. And you know we we don't need guidance or or uh, somebody watching over our shoulders all the time. So I mean, obviously that's why we fucking do it for ourselves. But um, when we get these cars in, it's like, you know, we take on the responsibility of the whole build and we ask for help when needed, basically. And this was Randy's pretty much Randy's baby. So he'll be able to go into more detail about how we went about it. So I guess start from the beginning, Randy. I guess this would be a good way to actually explain how we go through a process. Well, the first thing we did, yeah. Um, the first thing we did was basically just take pictures of everything. We laid everything out on a, on a table and took pictures of everything that, um, came with the truck so we can kind of document everything. Yeah, the truck showed up and the whole bed was full of parts. Basically full of parts, yep. It was uh, like the way we described it, but the bed was literally, there was glass in the, the, the windshield, the rear glass, and uh, was the sniper, sniper the, EFI, well, all the, that shit in it. And, the throttle body was mounted to the intake, but okay. the... But there was just the whole trunk, or yeah, the whole trunk, the, the whole bed was, was full there, of boxes. The, the wiring was in there, yeah. Um, the the shifter, uh, brake cables, all that kind of stuff that was in all in there. Uh, so we basically just started with that, and then I, after that, I kind of just started with the front suspension. Um, it didn't want to steer well when we picked it up. Um, so what, what I did first was it's hellish toe in, wasn't it? Hellish toe in. Well, that and the uh, front end was misaligned, so it was actually the steering. Um, Shaft was actually rubbing up against the driver's side inner fender. Yeah, the inner wheel well there. Inner wheel well, and uh, wasn't completely like all, all the way hooked up. The, um, the the steering column inside the dash wasn't all the way hooked up. So I started with that just to try to get it um, kind of like half string aligned and uh, half mounted the steering column, so at least we can see what we're working with. Um, now, for those that aren't familiar with string alignment. Um, can you describe it just a little bit? Basically, you have I mean, to go 110. percent Yeah, I mean, basically, it, what I do is I basically just take as thin of a string as I can um, and tape it to the back, to the rear wheel, uh, as center of the wheel as possible. You don't have to get crazy with it; you can just eyeball it. Um, now you're talking center of the wheel, like center of the wheel wheel, or like uh, if you're looking at a tire, you sticking it to the tire. I'm sticking it to the back of the tire, so it, I have something to pull against. So I, I stick it to the back, to the tread, yeah. on, the, on the rear tire, about halfway up the wheel. Okay. Um, and then I 
that way when I'm pulling on it to pull it tight, it's not just pulling through the tape. Um, I actually, I, I'll tape it on there and then I'll uh, kind of loop the string back around and retape it so it doesn't like want to pull through there. Right. So I can pull on it pretty hard. Right. When I'm pulling on the, when I get to the front of the car. So then I, I'll pull the string to the front of the front wheel and then I'll take a, a, a ruler or um, whatever kind of measuring de- device you want to use. Um, something that gets down pretty precise in my opinion, because I, I don't, I like to be as precise as possible because I don't know if it's actually going to end up in a uh, shop getting properly aligned or not. It, you just never know. So I try to do it as, as um, uh, efficient. Yeah. As, uh, as accurate as, accurate as possible. Um, and I can do, so what I do is uh, I pull it tight um, over in front of the front wheel. <clears throat> so when I'm looking at it, I'm actually looking at it downwards. Um, you know, my head's like up against the fender almost. I'm looking downwards and uh, I can kind of measure the front part of the tire. I usually measure off the wheel because it's most accurate. So I measure off the front of the wheel and then the back of the wheel. And, and then I'll adjust the front toe to where I use. So typically I just kind of set it up to about, you know, this kind of depends on how big the wheel is, but I most bigger wheels, I usually try to get within an eighth of an inch to a quarter of an inch. Uh, difference between front to rear, mm-hmm. usually an eighth of an inch because that gives you a quarter on both sides. Right, I, that's usually pretty close. I've seen uh, when I do bring vehicles to actual alignment shops, um, and then I'll uh, to make sure to make sure the front the wheels are, are pointed frontwards while I I do this simultaneously. I I'll measure. I find a a good point on the on the tread of the front tires and measure from front to rear as well yeah. uh, to make sure that the um there's nothing crazy going on there but that's basically how i set that up and you can actually also do camber too with uh, a, a hard mounting surface like i sometimes i'll use like a a one by one steel steel tubing or, or three-quarter steel tubing or something like that um just so i can have something up against the wheel obviously i put tape on it or something like that, so i don't scratch it up but uh, I'll I'll do that and put a my digital angle finder on there, and I can measure camber that way. And I'm usually pretty close. Yeah, but I mean, the accuracy that that this truck had after we were done with it, I mean, it it pretty much went straight as an arrow down the road. Which Based, is nice. pretty much, yeah. yeah. And then uh, after that, once I get all that tuned in and everything's, I just wanted to give <clears throat> I I wanted you to give a, a kind of a explanation for a lot of people that aren't. I mean. <laughs> There's about fucking ninety nine percent of mechanics that have no fucking idea, yeah, how to string line. And, um, and I mean, I can do. I mean, I've done computer alignments and all that. I've done that. Um, I've used the. Uh, I remember what software we used, but uh, it was basically similar to, similar to Hunter. Right, and then it's just laser alignment. Yeah, laser. Like yeah, I've done that before too. But um, this, you know, just to give you an idea of how to do it. I mean, you can Google the son of a bitch. Go to YouTube. You'll find five fucking five videos right now that probably. Show you exactly how to do it. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the that's the gist of that. Um, yeah, moving on. But yeah, but then after <laughs> ap- after I get that done, then I'll then I'll uh, adjust the steering wheel and all that and get that centered. Um, but yeah, so you pretty much as soon as we got it in here, because it, it like Randy was saying, it, it just wanted to fucking basically it do, just be it a barely yes, barely move the th- yeah. like steer the thing just to get it in and out. Yeah, because it was just pushing on itself basically. Yeah. Um, so I fixed that. And then after that, um, I kind of started with, uh, some, I think I, I think I'm trying to remember back, it's been a couple of months now, but I, I think 
what I did next was uh, start with wiring and stuff like that. Yeah, because the whole truck needed wired. The whole truck needed wired. They the uh, gauges needed corrected or not corrected. Um, the gauges were in Teletronics, but they had you know what eighteen to twenty two wires just coming out of the back. Yeah, it, it's um, it's user friendly because it's it's they try to use. It looks like you can. It, it tells you how to wire it up. It, it's really easy. You just follow the instructions. You can. You can uh, cross-reference into um, uh, GM stuff, you know, Ford, whatever the, you know, whatever your application is. Yeah. But um, it was it was pretty easy to to wire that to uh, the GM wiring. It wasn't um, like other gauges where you got to wire to the gauge and you no. actually have to take nuts off and and put shit on and then reattach the nuts so it tightens everything down and. Yeah, I, I would say it was just as easy as doing Takuda Digital. The only downside was not having. I, I like the D- Dakota Digital uh, US uh, the uh, Ethernet connection they use. Yep. Because um, if if you don't have a lot of space, depending on what you're working on, it's it's really nice to use because you can mount the box wherever. Yeah. But um, everything that we do electrical uh, electrically uh, wiring, we put our own connectors on. So this. When he's talking about wiring, we made it 100% user-friendly where we came in with uh, Deutsch connectors, if you're not familiar with Deutsch connectors. Yeah, we we um, made our own plug-and-play harness, basically. Yeah. Um, so if it ever needs to come out, he can just unplug it and unbolt it and pull it's it out without having simple. to cut wires. That's simple. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> during that process, I mean, it's not like I wired the whole thing up and I was done wiring. No, that, that's not, not the case. I, I basically kind of jumped around with different things. Yeah, it's not how that works. When... when <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's possible with certain things, but most of the time you really don't, I mean. Yeah, because this thing had vintage air, it had a radio, it had speakers, it yeah. had interior lights, it had lights up front, it had a it had a um, sniper EFI, Holly system. Yeah, so I mean, you're working on one thing at a time and wiring that one thing at a time. Um, that, that could take a long time just to get all of it finished and connected, uh, but I ended up having to do... Uh, connections for the headlights and the taillights as well. I had to take the uh, reverse lights out because when I finally did, later down the road, when I finally did get a little bit, a little bit of power to it, and I was testing things out, testing out the lights and everything, I noticed that the rear lights weren't working. So I took the, and the rear light, all the lights were already installed on the truck. Um, and but you I, had to take them all the fuck back out. I had to figure out Yeah, <laughs> except, for the, except for the headlights themselves. I had to take, take all the rear lights out and the and the side marker lights out because I made connections for all those, uh, plug-and-play connections for all those because he was talking about maybe getting repainted down the road. So if he did want to do that, I wanted to make sure that we can take everything apart and plug it back in when we're done with it. So I went through all that, but, but the re- reverse lights weren't working, so I ended up having to take the reverse uh, lights out, and these are LEDs. Uh, and then I noticed that... Um, because of the way they were routed or something, I'm not really sure what happened. Uh, the wires, the positive wire for the reverse lights was, um, uh, it was worn through Yeah. somehow. So, but then I realized that. Fucking chipmunks. <laughs> yeah. I, no, it, was, it wasn't chipmunks, but uh, not this, not in this case. But um, I noticed that the rear of the housing was smashed in and I think that's what happened. Somehow they got smashed in at some point in their lives. Uh, so what I ended up having to do is, um, Instead of buying new lights, I ended up having to, I took actually took those apart. I took the lights actually apart and took the harness out, uh, cut the harness, and actually made my own um, pass uh, pass through um, rubber pass through so that they didn't uh, rub themselves against the housing housing anymore. 
Uh, and then I remade connections for everything, so I had to re like completely rewire those rear lights just to get those to not um, blow a fuse. Yeah, and this was ninety percent done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so we're just uh, we're only on the wiring part, you know. Yeah, and then like they're in the wiring process. You know, we t I took a break on it, and actually, um, so it was a whole cluster fuck with with the previous shop that. He ha he took this truck too, and um, I'm not going to get into it too much because I don't know what's going on down there. But uh, basically, he had to uh, buy a new engine and transmission. I think. Yeah, there was. And, there's always a shady shop doing shady shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get into it because that's not really any of our my business anyway. Um, we just we're giving the truck and here here finish it. But basically, what happened? Basically, he had to buy a new engine and transmission, and he threw it in real quick. Um, Pretty much just to get it out of the way. Just to get it out of the out of the way, and so um, he never put transmission fluid in the torque converter. So I, what I had to do when it finally got to us was actually take the uh, transmission out um, and fill the torque converter with transmission fluid and put the transmission back in. But while we had it out, um, the bottom of the whole bottom of the cab was not finished. Yeah, it was basically in raw metal. Um, they yeah. decided. I mean, like I said, the whole truck was painted, but for some reason. <laughs> They decided that, you know, pretty much the entire cab, except for like a tiny little portion here and there, still had what well, was painted. So we had to go in and actually use a two-in-one rust reformer sealer system, but that was not before Randy was under there hand scrubbing, sanding, cleaning, yeah, prepping. So, yep, <laughs> we prepped the whole thing while we had the transmission out and everything because I didn't want to go doing the... But doing the putting the transmission back in and then doing the exhaust and doing all the wiring when we still had to do all that, all that kind of stuff. So we did that while it was out. Um, and then we there was while well, the transmission's out, Randy's painting a son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> there's right, so uh, we, we there's actually also two. We had two shifters. Yeah, he uh, sent it. He sent it with two shifters, two low car shifters uh, with different bends in them, same height but different bend. I think it was a 16 inch height uh, low car shifter, but um, had different bends in it for to see which one would work best with the seat. Uh, TMI seat that he uh, bought for that truck. And then there was an e-brake system that he wanted on the floor as yep. well. So uh, there was prep prep work going on. Yep. As as all this other shit's going, we're prepping for future of what the fuck wants to be in this and needs to be done. Well, we have to have that kind of thought, thought process. Otherwise, we're just working backwards. We try right. not to work backwards. We try to work forwards, even if we're doing, we're sidestepping it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, we uh, filled that. We put that back in. Um, you know, torque the torque converter, the flex flex plate, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I'm trying to think what else we did. We did under there. We um, well, while it was uh, while we were under there doing all that shit, I mean, the brake lines and everything were shoddy. Fuel lines had to go in. Fuel yeah, pump system, you know what? Uh, while I had that out, I also took out the the uh, brake lines that were in there because they didn't. They um, I think they were the wrong. The rear line was the wrong size. I'm yeah. pretty sure it yep. was too big of a a line. So I ended up taking all that out, took the fuel line out that was in there because I had to run a return line for the fuel injection. Um, so I ended up doing my own uh, fuel fuel line system for that. Um, but that was later down the road. I was just taking all that taking all that out while while I had some room. Yeah, yeah. So as you know, as the job progressed, I mean, we knew we there was a there was a good laundry list of shit that needed to be done. Um, so after we we're after Randy's under there painting and prepping and doing all that shit and finally get the torque converter full, throw the transmission back in. Then we were, then Randy was over there. Well, I want to go back a little bit real quick. Um, I, I 
this is what I forgot earlier, a couple minutes, like a minute ago. Uh, while I, but before I put the tra- the torque converter actually in the transmission, I had the transmission in and out maybe, all, I'd say uh, all, between five to ten times um, trying the different shifters heat. Yeah, that's heat, right. I forgot about yep. that. Uh, we had the, I had it in probably a, a, two handfuls of time times trying to figure out which shifter uh, was going to work best with the seat and everything because uh, I can do different you can do different positions along with different um, shifter um, shifter rods for that so yeah, I because it was basically the rods were so that there's a so there's a bench seat in there so it's an automatic but you know usually it's it's pretty cool that they make a shifter now that's not going to be on the on the actual fucking um, steering column you know, um, it's on the floor, so it looks like it's a stick, but it's not a stick. But at the same time, you got to make sure it can shift into all the gears while you're pulling it back through. Yeah, with it being a 700R4, there was uh, overdrive, drive, yeah. and then uh, second and first. Yeah. So you had to make sure it shifted all the way down, and also had to... Um, not hit the dash, all not the way up hit, and park. Not hit the <laughs> dash, but uh, he also wanted to, if you wanted to bring a third person in there, he wanted to make sure that he could have him drive and not be running into people's legs, you know, so... Yeah, straddle it. Um, uh, the, I think I, we picked the right one that was going to work best for it, um, and the way we set it up was that, draw, you know, when it was in drive, it was nice and straight up and down, it wasn't... Um, in anybody's way but then when you put it in park it wasn't hitting the dash and everything and i think it was going to work best for him and then along with that he ended up buying the um low car indicator um bezel for that so i had to wire that up as well but um but for now i was just i had it mounted to the transmission and you know up and down up and down making sure which one was going to work right which position the uh shifter base was going to work you know the best so um but once i figured that out Put the torque converter back in the transmission for good. Put it up there in there for good. So we're going into detail about this. That way you get an understanding of like, oh yeah, just put a shifter in. Yeah, it's not that you know it, that it just doesn't work like that. No, you know, <laughs> not not when you have two and you can have. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how many different position um, scenarios you can you can have with that. Right. But after that, you know, we um, after that after the bottom was done, I, I had ended up having to take the carpet out. The carpet was in, but I had, I had to take it out so I could figure out where I was going to cut the hole for the shifter. Yeah, and had and, to take the seat out. I had to take the yeah, carpet the seat, out. Yeah, the seat out, yep. And then it's got, it had, um, you know, sound deadening in and shit like that. If you ever tried to cut through de- sound deadening, it just doesn't work. It's a fucking, lot of fun. Yeah, <laughs> just doesn't work out too well. <laughs> so you got to prep and, you know, you only want to make one hole. And you want to cut it a little bit smaller than what it really needs to be. Or, I mean, if you can get it dead accurate on first try, fuck yeah, but let's be real here. Yeah, just uh, start off small and work your way out uh, once you figure out your uh, actual placement of your shifter bezel. Otherwise, right. you're <laughs> a nice-looking hole in your yeah. carpet. <laughs> no, it already had a hole, didn't it? Didn't it already have a uh, hole it, cut in? It did have a hole. But it was um, not correct hole. Well, I used, I it was, I was able to use that. I was able to use the hole that was there. I just um, opened it up a little bit uh, for my positioning. And then I cut a ho- another hole for the uh, parking brake. Yeah. Which he put, instead of having uh, these 67s, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72 Chevys. I mean, fuck. 
all the all the trucks pretty much have that floor uh the the push pedal the push pedal to the left yeah. on the kick panel and well, I personally really like the one that he put in that you can just reach down and pull up on it instead of doing the foot. Yeah, and I put that right next to the shifter bezel, so it was. Uh, I, th- I feel like it was a nice look. Yeah, both um, low car, both look. I same mean, finishing. It, same yeah. finish, the whole nine yards. It was classy. Yeah, I, was, I was excited about it. And if you want to see it, just go to, like I said, fucking find it on YouTube, Facebook, yeah. Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then, uh, so moving on after that, I... Uh, Started working on the, you know, I was still doing some wiring here and there. I just kind of was jumping back and forth. But um, but I started looking at the doors because the passenger side door was not shutting right. It would not shut at all, really. And the driver's side was shutting, but not perfect. So I started looking into that. And um, the windows were a little jacked up. The windows were working, but they were the original uh, regulators. And it was making a screeching noise going up. Both, both of them, I think, made a screeching noise going up. I was like, what's going on here? So, um looked into all that we took the door panels off um and um had to make adjustments and turns out we ended up the best decision was just just buy new shit because it was just it was gonna well, it was they, gonna take more time just to fucking dick they had a it. lot of play in it the yeah. uh the the handle where you where the handles were were they had a lot of play in it the um the what gear. this guy's doing with this truck it was just it just should be done yeah, and, and then and what's, what's best for the build? It's all about the build here, and it was what was. Yeah, best I mean, he had build. he had everything else was new on that truck. Yeah, um, new they, they had it, new bear claws, new handles, new well, new we, latch system, the whole fucking nine. No, no, that was all original. We ended up buying that. Right, but we oh, we were, oh, yeah, we yeah. were buying yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, you're getting right. that. okay I see, but no no yeah we bought all that new because everything else was new engines new transmissions new. Uh, as far as I know, the glass may be original. Yeah, I couldn't I I. It was kind of hard to tell. I guess I feel never like really the, I feel like the front windshield was new, or not new, but was original. Just because um, I just, it, they could it, be new because he said it was like a, a shell of a truck when okay. he bought it. Maybe it was then. Maybe that's why they all matched. I don't want to say it wasn't wasn't, but anyway, uh, right. every, a lot of the everything, mostly everything else, was new on that truck. Yeah. So uh, I I had a talk with him, and we were like, you know, I, the, the way these things work, and they're they're shoddy. They're they're loose or sloppy. Uh, it's, they just need replaced. So he's gonna he's making a he's making a driver out of this thing. So last thing you want to do is try to. It's not like it's power windows or anything. So you got to crank on them. So why wouldn't I mean I don't want to fucking and then crank and well the them. screeching I found out was um, the the window seals the felt the window felt um, I, th- I think they were mounted on the outside instead of the inside oh yeah um so it was it was bunching up the rubber yeah so i ended up buying new uh new felt and new uh outside rubber for that and putting it on correctly yeah so that that fixed all that issues and then i lubed everything up um when, when i got the new regulator and it worked flawlessly it was one of the best working windows i've ever put in yeah it was fucking awesome. Yeah, there was. I mean, there you had no. You just. I mean, two fingers, a thumb and a. And, a, and that's that's what I wanted. Thumb I wanted, and a pointer. I wanted it's to just be, real easy. I wanted to be usable as hell, no matter yeah. who hopped in that truck. Right. I mean, <clears throat> the seals are are still so big. It was even with uh, adjusting the tr- the hood. The, wow. Even adjusting the doors, doors as best as I could, they they still shut kind of hard. But yeah, because I mean, talking about adjustments, we we really we literally had to adjust the bed. We had to adjust the doors. We had to adjust the fenders. We had to adjust the hood. We yep. had to adjust the fucking cowl. Even we had, we had to adjust the radiator support and all that because that was it, literally nothing. everything was cro- like when it was just sitting there. You could see that the bed was just fucking crooked. Yeah, 
You could um, see, just looking at the side of it, you could see the one back corner was yeah, higher so we, than the other. Yeah, so we loosened up everything and, and readjusted that as best as we could uh, and straightened everything out and leveled off everything we could. And, and then, then we had then, to put, we, we put the fucking rear window in, we put the front windshield in, and the funny thing is about the front windshield is it sucks. Oh, yeah. Especially, so, well, it only sucked because that trim. Yeah, we, anytime you, you have trim with fucking wind, front windshield, like the back wasn't bad. Back went in. Back was easy because it was nice and flat. Back, and the just, back fucking went in and literally probably a minute. It made a false, minute and a half. false sense of hope there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we should have ended with that <laughs> I was one. like, fuck you. Yeah. So the... The front was already tried to be put in once, once or twice before, and some of the rubber was ripped. But we could, we knew we could get away with if we could get it in. We were going to be able to get away with it because that rubber was on the inside, and we knew the seal was going to be good on the outside. But there was, it just didn't allow us to to get it in line and get everything in. So that we've tried putting it in and out fucking three, four times. <laughs> yeah, and every time you take it back out, you have to redo the trim. Yeah. It's it was a it was a pain. Yeah, now, not all this was was billed to the customer. No, no, we did a lot of that for free. the whole the whole windshield process was. I mean, the first time we ended up, you know, I feel like it was charged, but then it was just like we can't charge him multiple times for this. It's no. ridiculous. I mean, granted, it's it's part of it. Um, if we were working somewhere else for somebody, um, they would have just fucking charged him anyways. Yeah, but you know. There's, there's. Certain, I mean, it was like whose fault is it? It's, it's, it's one of those. It's the fucking windshield's fault. Yeah, but I just don't feel fault. right. I don't. <laughs> it, is! it is. I just don't feel right as a business owner. Charge, you know, it's just the way we fucking do things around here. Yeah. Trying Randy and I are on the same fucking playing field when it comes to that shit. So it's not like we're stealing from. I mean, I'm not going to steal from you. Yeah. So I mean, he he wanted to use the he. So his whole idea behind his truck. He told me this when we dropped it off. Was that. He wanted that truck to have every uh, trim option that you could buy in, in 1968. Um, so that's why he wanted all the trim and everything. So that's you know that's that's what he wanted. So that's what needed to be done. It's it, you know it's just <laughs> yeah. And then so the trim. So Randy went in and realigned everything. So we're just, since we're talking about the body panels and shit, we're ta- we're going to go into that right now since we're ta- we're on it. We literally had to adjust all the fucking panels. So Randy adjusted the doors. The panels, the and I couldn't fenders, adjust. The, I couldn't the, adjust the doors. So what happened was when I was looking at the doors and I was like, "This thing's not. This passenger side's not shutting right. This driver's side's shutting okay, but it's not not perfect yet." But um, what I ended up noticing was that there were a lot of strip bolts on the on the door hinge. So we um, talked about it and then made the decision to actually take the doors off. Oh the truck. fuck! I forgot all about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were so there was only like two bolts holding. Holding each. So the uh, on the driver's side, the bolts were holding it flat against the door, but on the passenger side, the lower lower uh, hinge bolts were not getting tight enough that it was actually uh, causing a gap in between the hinge plate and the door itself. Yeah, when you and you grabbed a hold of the door, you could literally see the fucking door moving and shit. Yeah, so it was never going to stay straight. So then forgot about that, but took them. Literally had both doors off. Both doors off. Yep, and. We re-tapped and threaded. Yeah, we ended up going from a, I'm trying to remember what it was. It, it was, was like, like a, a 716 uh, thread size to a half-inch thread size yeah. or something like that. I can't remember exactly. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. But, whatever it was, but uh, 90% finished. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're getting at here. But, yeah. But uh, we fixed that. Yeah. The doors... so then we could fix, then we finally got a door square. Yeah. And then after we got the, the panels where they were supposed to be, Randy actually had to go back in and 
adjust all the fucking chrome on the truck to straighten everything back out. Yeah, so what happened was, um, <laughs> which I found out <laughs> unexpectedly, that one of the, the rear of the cab trim, the little tiny, like, four-inch, five-inch piece of trim uh, right behind the door uh, was, like, falling off, and I was like, what's going on here? So <laughs> I just, like, pulled it off. I'm like, oh, uh, these aren't, these um, these trim, uh, uh, I don't know what they're called, the trim trim holder, the um, the trim hardware yeah was not on it was not in there properly and um turns out the shop before us they ended up drilling the holes in the wrong place and oh yeah and the they didn't have the those the hardware in there properly uh so i ended up having to fix a lot of that yeah, so I, just, aligning the aligning the chrome didn't turn into like just loosening it up and adjusting it a little bit it no turned it was into take it off and fiasco take it off and redrill the holes yeah. in the right place so unfortunately the truck has multiple holes under the trim but I, I, I dabbed everything so it's covered in paint. I just just the way it was. I had to fix what I had, what I could without welding in new new stuff, and it was just a. We're gonna. He wants a new paint job on this, so all this is gonna be addressed. Well, yeah, when, later yeah, on down the road. He, he had uh, visions of uh, multiple different. Um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Finished he, product. Yeah, he he had multiple different. Uh, visions for this truck that's what i was get, trying to say um and he was getting an autocross so he kind of wants to do like an autocross style truck um he's kind of all over he he has he knows what it wants to look like but he just doesn't know what what the what like what direction he's headed with it as far as like what we're going to do with suspension and shit but I well mean, like he said it work was, is definitely number one <laughs> yeah well yeah like he said it was um this was a vision he had a long time ago and it took almost 10 years to finish so you know, when when you're doing something like this, no matter who you are, I mean, by the time you're, if that takes you that long to get something done, you might want it to look a little bit differently when you're, by the by the time you're done with it. Ten years later, you could have a different vision for your for your classic car. But uh, I think that's what he kind of run into. And um, well, the so if if we do get to redo the truck the right way, I you know we we're gonna we're gonna do all that kind of stuff. He wants to smooth the firewall. Yeah, and I mean, you know, everything needs it's, it needs custom touches here, and everything needs a fucking custom touch. But he, so a little bit about the build itself. You know, he had gotten it done, and and it kind of got held hostage, and and the guy went MIA, and they had to go rescue the truck. And it turns out, you know, when something like that happens, people start throwing. Sh- I've seen it personally. People start just start throwing shit together. That way, it looks like it's a hell of mm-hmm. a lot fucking farther down the line yeah, than what it is. That, uh, that's what happens, and then it it just happens, and then the owner gets discouraged, and they either one of two options happen: they either sell the fucking thing because they're so disgusted with it, or they sit on it for years. Mm-hmm. Until and it, it's it's it, it, it sucks because it's hard for them to trust other shops to finish it for them, right? Yeah. So as a business owner and as people working on this, it's it's a it's kind of a gray area. Um, you got to be as forward as possible with people about like you know I understand you got fucked before. I'm not going to do that, but don't come at me like I am going to fucking do that. So it's relaying like, that message uh, and having a client custom uh, a client builder relationship is so important in something like this. It's it's a relationship. Yeah, and that's what I feel like we built. We built. I feel like we've we you know I feel like if we go down to Tennessee and we get fucked up uh like we did getting you know stuck on the side of the road we could probably call him he'd come help us <laughs> you yeah, know what i mean yeah foreshadowing yeah so uh <laughs> but anyways so 
the laundry list of, of shit on this truck, we're not going to go much farther into it because we really want to talk to you about the chaos that occurred, but we're going to wrap it up on this truck. You know, just going into all these details, you know, this was just the beginning. We also had to do exhaust. We had to run a full three-inch exhaust the whole yeah, way down and, the back. and he wanted to have cutouts. So and then we, we had, had to do it. cutouts for it. So once we put the cutouts in and everything, then we had to wire that shit in. Mm-hmm. And we had to make sure they worked. And then in order to have the cutouts in, we actually had to fill where there was uh, original um, knobs in the truck that we put new yeah. switches in and everything. Mm-hmm. Which we, I, I feel like we did that as best as we could. We used the... Um, original provisions on the where the choke where the choke pull where the was. choke would be and then yeah. i drilled out a hole for the um for the halo lights for the headlights so yeah I, and then i ended up buying the the bezel nuts um that match everything else so that i think it looked pretty nice actually when it was all said and done yep and then we had to run new fuel lines new brake lines and you know every brake line we make we don't just buy out of a fucking catalog and it shows up and it's fucking hideous it's stock junk you know we're we're shaping and forming and making it beautiful and we're running them side by side and we're running them a half an inch apart from each other and we got the same bend at, a, at the same spot yeah and i mean within re- within like as best as we can match it you know what i mean or or yeah we're not computers, but we get it as best as we can. And I mean, it's fucking visually like yeah. You could pick it apart, I guess, if you really want to be that fucking dickish about it. But I mean, you're you're talking about you can't even tell. Yeah, and, and then we did, we also did. we hardlined vacuum lines. Yeah, we've uh, hardlined vacuum lines, and um, we ran AC lines, and we hit AC lines for the vintage air that was in it. So you also had, and then the sniper had to be wired up. So there's even more wiring with the sniper and everything. And then we had to self tune the wire or self tune the, the, the sniper system. And then there was test driving. And then, um, we had to tighten down the, every single nut on the, on the bed eventually. And I mean, there was so much stuff. I mean, we're just kind of summing it up real quick right now. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more, a lot more to it than, you know, once we got it running, we, if you follow our videos, we ended up running, uh, running into a, a knocking noise that we had. We oh were, yeah. We fired the fucking thing we up. We were like, all hell broke loose for <laughs> yeah. a minute. We we're like, it's, it's dead. We're, yeah. We're going, Shut we're it down. the fuck <laughs> down. down. We started this thing and it was like, I thought it was knocking. I thought something bad mm. was happening. It sounded exactly like a knock. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, that's inside. And this, and this is not what I want to be dealing with yeah. right now. <laughs> Crawled under the truck quick, listened to it, and it turns out it was the distributor got smacked on the way in, and one of the spring loaded um, hold down, uh, what would you call it? Um, yeah, it was, it's like a little, just like a hold pin. Yeah, thing. yeah, hold like, down pin um, got broke. So the distributor was actually basically clapping like, yeah and it went it went up with the rpm and it went down with the rpm just like a fucking <laughs> knock and you couldn't yeah. see it from the front yeah it was, it was um, and it was scary yeah. but we fixed that and we checked everything else before we started it but like we didn't we didn't take the distributor out it was already in it was it was uh supposedly run like that and we, uh we checked everything else as much as we could as far as the timing blah 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 but you know we never had that off so we yeah. didn't see it and it was yeah it was in the back so i mean even when you grabbed a hold of it and like held down on it you couldn't you just i think it was uh when everything started rattling and rocking and fucking rpms went up and shit it was just the way it, it slapped and smacked around yeah <laughs> so um yeah, and then, you know, we had to set uh, when the fans kick on, the electric fans and everything kick on, mm-hmm. all that shit. So, I mean, this is, 
And then we had to, during the test drive, we got to stop and we got to tighten the fucking lug nuts some more. And we got to make sure nothing's leaking and then the alignment. And the yeah, alignment and turned out the the lower A arms were jacked up. They didn't put the, they didn't, when they put it on, they just fucking threw it on. Oh, well, luckily I caught that before we yeah. test drove it. Um, I, I did the uh, lower, it was a CCP um, kit for that truck, the 68 uh, C10. Well, it was the, you know, 67 to 72 kit, but um, it was the... Half-decent looking kit. It's a nice kit. Yeah, it is. Uh, upper and lower control arms, uh, shocks, struts. Um, it even had uh, uh, disc brakes, CCP the brakes. Disc, disc brakes, the lowering, lowering spindles and all that. And um, um, I guess whoever put it on, they uh, didn't torque down the U-bolts that hold the um, lower control arm um, bars. I don't know what they're... Well, the lower A arms. um, Yeah, but they're trying to think. It's it's late at night. Uh, The the I've been drinking Modelo. That too. (laughs) Um, The lower, anyway, the lower control arms were not. They have alignment pins on there. Um, They were not close. Dowel dowel pins that align the control arms uh, front to rear um, for for caster, but um, they were not tightened at all. So I had to realign all those and then torque the U bolts. Um, but that was before, that was way before we ended up test driving it. Luckily, I caught that because I think the lower control arms would have been flying off down the road. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> well, something bad would have happened. But then we also, um, the fuel tank that came with the truck was for a 1985 um, Chevy Blazer. And if you recall at the beginning of this, we were working on a 1968 Chevy C10. <laughs> well, I don't know. It was an 85? Yeah. Well, either way, it was, for a, it was a Blazer tank that's common. It's a common... Uh, swap for those trucks because some guys like to do a um taillight filler filler but as it's as far like in order to make this thing work we would have had to fucking basically rip the rip the bed off cut an angle into the top part of the frame which would have been fine if it would have been fine if if that's if it was done from from get-go but uh, it was they were trying to do that and they it was abandoned halfway through and and they put um, a hole in the in the floor in the bed to to run it a different way yeah, or whatever. So the, but the, if the fill we gonna, wasn't was going to go down and then back up and then back down, it was not going to yeah, work. Yeah, nothing good was happening. So we had to end up buying. Um, uh, it was a tank, a tank sink uh, tank for that truck. Excuse me, that we stopped that we um, installed into that truck, and then we ended up doing a, just a vertical straight fill yeah. right right in the bed which um, i would rather have it that way than i mean i you don't i mean i'm not opposed to a fucking fuel filler in in the bed yeah no it, it works fine yeah it, it looks fine to me it looks good you know what i'm saying like it's one thing to have it hiding and stuff like that but it's, it's just what fine. we had to do to not take the bed off the truck and and uh it was the most notch, efficient notch way the it was the most efficient way just to get that thing working and and um the other thing was that the tank that was in there, the sending unit was not, uh, didn't have a provision for uh, return style fuel f- system. So there was that too. So I ended up the tank we bought, uh, we bought the sending unit for a um, return fuel system for the Holly Sniper system. So it, it was a, it was a win-win I think for that a win-win-win in my opinion yeah it was a win-win-win now granted so even after we were all said and done with that we had to address the paintwork um turns out there is a, a rain gutter or a rain channel i don't know what the hell what what you want to call it um that chrome goes on it's over it runs along the the cab of the truck on top if you're not familiar with what the fuck i'm talking about as far as a rain gutter goes it's just above the windshield that runs around and runs down the back of the window down the back of the door um am i am i saying it properly randy i think it's fine 
Yeah. So uh, there's chrome that goes on it, and uh, that was attempted to have chrome, you know, that just snaps on. But the people that that did the the mud work and everything, like they just mudded the shit out of it. So there's yeah, no so this, way of it clamping this trim on. Is supposed there. to just clip on, go on top, and then and then just you know clip on or just kind of scoop on there but it just clips the fuck on it's yeah, easy it, it was not happening with yeah that. so you know that was attempted and the paint was pretty beat the fuck up and we decided the best thing to do is was you know what i'm making a fucking call and this gonna... was this was like the week of and uh yeah the week of trying to deliver it down to the customer in tennessee and uh i put i put the trim on and it looked like shit <laughs> Yeah, it looked like shit. <laughs> and I'm like we're like, well, what do we do here? Yeah, like, in order to get on? in order just to get this fucking trim on, we had to do some finagle fucking. Yeah, this trim did not go on well. Yeah. And and it because because of that it, it didn't it didn't turn out well yeah. when when it was all set. It was on, but I don't the know. The reason if it was... we the reason we went forward with trying to get it on was because it was so jacked up to begin with. Somebody attempted to put it on it at, at the last shop or if he tried to put it on that shore, but the paint was all chipped up from that. Yeah. And uh, so we couldn't we couldn't deliver it to him with the paint still chipped up or the trim looking like shit on it. Yeah. So we made the tough decision uh, to take it off and repaint the drip rails. Yeah. And in order just to get in order just to be able to fly paint in the shop, um, it decided in Indiana that it was the coldest fucking week of the damn season yeah. of the year. Which figures. Yeah, which figures. Uh, we've been heating. Uh, I have a mini split system that we were going to throw in, uh, but I just was, we were going to do it after the truck was gone, but it turns out we we're going to throw paint. So in order to throw paint and shit, we ended up having to heat the damn, there's cure time and everything, and I wasn't going to sit out there with the fucking salamander heater that I had fucking heating everything <laughs> up. So we had to stop and we had to, you know. You don't want to do shifts? Right. No, I didn't want to fuck Like four-hour shift. shifts. Yeah. Like, okay, uh, your, your turn to go right. Go watch it. I'm yeah. going to go take a nap Yeah. up against the side of the tree. Yeah, didn't want to do nothing like that. So we ended up pausing everything, and we decided to put the mini-split shit in. And in order just to get the mini-split shit in, I had to finish the fucking drywall on the walls. So it was fucking chaos. And then we finally get everything squared away, and we do some paint correction on it. And we ended up doing a five-step paint correction to it, which actually made the paint i mean it's not it's not where i would want it to be personally as far as like if we were to do the paint job ourselves i would never well the paint paint job was was fine you know he as far as like he he painted it well he painted the hood he painted the hood and the interior and and the uh, dash and everything he painted the dash right Uh, i guess i don't know what else he i think that was all he painted i'm not sure yeah i know he didn't paint the whole truck okay yeah so um but we ended up, like we said, it was kind of halfway in the middle of being buffed. But it wasn't even like, I don't know what the fuck they were doing. Um, it didn't seem to, I, I don't know. Anyways. Well, we, did, we did a five-step uh, process to, to to buff it and then foam pad it and, and then um, hand polish it and, and bring hand that. Hand polish it bring, some more. Hand polishing some more. <laughs> Uh, we I feel like we we brought we, we brought, brought a, a pretty much as much luster. We made that paint look the best it could possibly look. Yeah, without scuffing it up and putting more clear on it and making it to where we wanted to be at. I think um, I think that's pretty much you know I I was we were scared to even put our hands on it with sandpaper because it we the clear just didn't. Well, look we like. didn't. Yeah, we didn't know how much clear was on it, so we didn't didn't. There were certain areas of, of question, <laughs> but with what we were able to do was 
was amazing in my opinion and you know that that's wrapping it up in a nutshell and like but i then, said uh, just to get the fucking paint to stick to the damn thing and and cure properly and look good we had to do all that stuff with the mini split system and it turns out the mini split system turned into a fucking shit show uh, because i was supposed to, i ordered something it said it was supposed to be in it and then it turns out you know they're like oh well that that doesn't come with it and it's like well you're fucking one line says there's there's pictures that show me exactly what it is well they're like well that's just a stock photo and it's like what do you put in a stock photo of what the fuck's supposed to be in it if it's not stock in a box <laughs> you know <laughs> so you know, turn around and uh, the stock shit that was supposed to be there turns out the coupler is like fucking three and a half inches each, and I had to buy four of them, and they were eighty five dollars a piece. So yeah, it's... they're gonna sell extensions, but not sell a way to connect it. <laughs> yeah, so the beginning of the shit show. This is the beginning of. Oh the no, sh- no, my mistake. They do sell uh, a way to connect it. It's just you have to secretly know to buy it separately. And then also have another, however much, it, I'll let you tell her, go ahead. Yeah. So I buy the fucking thing and he's like, the guy, I'm on the phone with this guy because it's like, I got everything ran and we're like, okay, we're going to paint. We're going to paint tomorrow because we're ready to go. And no, you're not. You got to wait three fucking days for this shit to show up. It's like, <laughs> I will drive wherever I have to to get this. And he's like, well, you, you know, you got to drive to the bottom of Kentucky. Well, it's halfway to where the fuck I'm dropping the damn truck off, you know? <laughs> so he tells me 350 fucking dollars. And I was like, for couplers? I was like, I already, I already have the lines. He's, I was like, you're like, this is the whole package deal. I'm buying the whole package deal again. No, it's just for the coupler. What are you talking about? Just for the fucking coupler? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So, anyway. was that for just one or two? I can't remember. It was for four. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Four one was set. One size was seventy some bucks, and the other ones were eighty some bucks plus tax and all that shit, or ninety some bucks. I don't know. It was three fifty. So I fucking had to schmooze them over and be like, are you sure I don't get the redheaded discount or the this is complete bullshit discount? And he was like, well, I can give you 5% off. Well, fuck yeah. Anything at this point in time sounds great. <laughs> so I had to wait and they finally show up on a Thursday or whatever, get everything squared away and turn a fucking thing on and it works. Thank God it works. And uh, But just to get to that, there was even more shit show stuff happened because I'm not an AC guy, you know, and it's a DIY, you know, liars you're damn liars like, i don't have i hope you don't have a big building because well i'd be fine if if they would have just said that the couplers you know you had to buy couplers like it was literally in the picture with it with it with the why would you sell an extension but not sell the couplers what the fuck kind of society are we living in here like it should say in big bold letters hey dumbass you that's need like, the, you need the that's couplers. like selling a belt without the belt buckle yeah <laughs> You know what it is? It's like having a belt buckle, but without that little fucking notch. Right. <laughs> without that little, the the extra piece that goes through the, the hole. What a, what a shit show. A, what a money-making scheme. That's what that is. That is, a, yeah, a money-making scheme. So then they t- tried telling, yeah, then the electrical shit, they were trying to tell me that we couldn't, we couldn't tie them together because it would make some bullshit it would it would interference interference and it's like this is just fucking automotive wire at this point in time what are you talking about so anyways um we get the cup we get the coupler we paint the shit we get everything squared away and we're not putting the trim on it we don't put the trim on it because it was like you know what if we're gonna repaint all this stuff we're gonna dig out all that shit Mm. that the other shop did we're gonna dig it all out we're gonna make it right yeah because most of the time uh, 
100% of the time it's seam seal, and this is just like mudded the fuck in. Yeah, not not. And that's very. why it was so damn difficult and such why it was wrong. Had, had nowhere to clip onto. It was yeah, because there was just mud pancaked in there. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of smooth and all that shit. But. So we had to blend everything and tape it off and paint it and then clear it, clear it. And that was uh, how many days before we left? I don't know. A couple. That was a couple of days. At least a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, because we wanted to. We wanted to paint everything in case we got any sort of overspray on the truck. We wanted that way we could spit shine the son of a bitch off. Yeah, polish it out. So we ended up we we were polishing. We polished the whole damn thing out, um, and we're finally ready to get this thing out of here. Like we've test drove it. We wanted. We always do five hundred mile test runs on these things, and the client wanted it back prior to, so we only got one hundred and forty miles on it, but. We felt pretty good about it, but we just can't, like, we can't guarantee that there isn't going to be a bunch of leaks. Things might have to be adjusted accordingly. There just wasn't enough time for us. Yeah. But, um. That but, wasn't on us. That was, that was part of the, the deal with the client. He wanted it. He was, he was he, willing he, to take it before yeah, the 500 Yeah, he was willing miles. to take it for, for he that. He likes and, to work on shit, so, yeah. I mean, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh on the way down. Yeah, so we decide. We're leaving ten. We're leaving Indiana. We don't want to be out of here any later than nine. We're, we've done it before. We're going to do this one way and then one way back. Yeah, one, one day, day down, say hello, drop it off. When we picked it up, we went down, picked it up, and came back. So turns out we load her up and we're fucking rolling. Everything's going great. Now I borrowed a trailer from the dude who has the '65 Riviera here at the shop. He's the fucking man. I love the dude. He's awesome. Best type of client you could ever ask for. He's 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 good stuff. He understands the process. Um, you know, he's a good dude. We can break bread and drink beer together. You know, it's just that we can joke around. He can he can bust my balls, you know, shit like that. It's just a good good stuff. So anyways, he let, let me borrow this trailer. And he's like, now that, the license plate's a little funny. It'll He's like, by the time you get down there, it'll be bent over and then just bend it back up whenever you get back. Okay, well, we're cruising. We're down at the lower half of Indiana, right? And it turns out, we're feeling good. We're feeling good. Yeah, we fucking good. we did all this shit to get everything to where truck it's looks at. great. Truck looks great. <laughs> you know, we were up till fucking midnight the night before. Spit shining. Spit shining this thing every square inch as best as we could. Little dabbers here and there that like just from it being stored and moved for years and stuff. Now that's to- the kind of shit though that actually uh, that's one of the true things you see on TV is. Is these guys staying up till like you know we early hours in the morning working on these things, getting them done for for customers or for shows? It really does happen. Yeah, every fucking time. Every time, it doesn't fail. It doesn't matter because you're trying to you're you're we're shooting for perfection, you know, and that's just the way it fucking is. Now we're not dropping a fucking we're not telling a client yeah it's ready and we're dropping the engine and transmission in it tonight <laughs> yeah. and giving it to them tomorrow and that's yeah. fucking bullshit yeah. if somebody's doing that that's yeah. some shady that's some stupid stuff we're talking we're talking about making it nice for the customer yeah <laughs> yeah so we're headed to fucking Tennessee man and we were just started off in the truck we're headed down in our in our escapade so we're feeling good we had to go through all this stuff and end up throwing paint on this fucking thing to make it just Perfect, not perfect, but just the best quality we can give them for what, what's going on with the project, you know, whatever. Anyways, all this shit we had to do, 
So we're finally on the fucking way. Yeah, man. <laughs> and I'm looking in the I just, for some reason, I was looking in the rearview mirror, and the license plate is definitely bent fucking over like he said it was. Uh-huh. I don't know what the hell Indiana's doing, but they send you, when you buy a fucking license plate from Indiana, like Pennsylvania, that son of a bitch was solid rock. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're fucking solid. Yeah. Tennessee even has some solid shit. Indiana... I don't know what the it's hell like they're a, slinging. It's like a paper plate. It's fucking joke. <laughs> I was a semi-cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, this thing bent over and it's flopping in the wind. I was like, oh, fuck, Randy. I think we're going to have to pull over because this ain't looking good. I can just see this son of a bitch flopping in the rear view mirror. And I shit you not. Five seconds after, I was like, fuck. Whoop, there it went. Gone. So license plate's gone. I'm borrowing this, you know. I got to find this thing. So I pull, I pull Yui. We, we take an exit. We go to the next we exit. We go to the next exit. Because we're on three-lane blacktop one way. So it's six-lane blacktop, 90 mile an hour. Yeah. You know. So we're busting a Yui. Come back up. Come back around. We get in the middle lane. We're running fucking 55 and a, you know, 90. <laughs> yeah, we got people, people zooming past. Yeah, us. zooming <laughs> past as we're looking for a fucking license plate. <laughs> and I shit you not, all of a sudden I see a license plate. And it's on the inside. So I, instead of, you know, if you were to pull off the interstate, you'd be pulling to the right. Well, I pulled into the inside fucking lane. Pulled her off. I know that's not what you're supposed to do, but we didn't feel like crossing the highway. Yeah. So I pulled off and I jump out of the fucking truck and I'm running down the fucking highway. And it was and then- like, and of course, when I saw it, there's this dumbass to the left of me in the hammer lane decides like I start slowing down. So he starts slowing down. I put my turn signal on to go over there, and he's like, just fucking go by me. <laughs> so I'm almost like locking him the fuck up just so I don't go too far down the road. Well, I still made it a half a fucking mile, feels like. <laughs> yeah. I haven't ran in a while, but I know what a fucking, at least a good quarter mile feels like, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I ran it. Went the whole way back there, and a fucking, it's a license so, plate, all right? Yeah. It's Carvana license plate, so it ain't even a fucking license plate we need. So when, when we pulled over, uh, for some stupid reason, I was like, I'm going to get out of the truck and go help. I'm like... And then I saw him running up. I'm like, what am I getting out of the truck for? I know why I got out of the truck. I just stretched my legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I get back there. He's like, you find it? No, it's fucking Carvana. And he's like, well, you're not going to be happy about what I'm going to tell you. We're fucking locked out. No, I didn't even say that. This is what happened. This is what happened. So so when he left, I hopped out of the truck, not thinking about it. And um, I'm like, what am I getting out of the truck for? So I go to turn around. Literally, I was out for a second. Go to literally turn around. And the door is locked. I'm like, uh, I'm going to go check the driver's side. So I go over to the driver's side. It's locked, too. I'm like, well, now. Yeah. <laughs> this is a pickle. Yeah. And I had just filled up. <laughs> we had just stopped at the gas station. And he gets back, and uh, I'm like, I'm trying to hold it together. Because it's, like, almost comical. But it's it's not comical, but it is comical. And um, uh, he, I'm like, uh, I got more bad for you news for you. Yeah. I got more bad news for you. And he goes to open the door and it's locked. Oh, shit. Like, you got to be fucking kidding me. The engine's running, 90 mile an hour. You know, we could barely talk to each other because yahoos are just ripping by. <laughs> so this begins even more fucking chaos. <laughs> just when I thought we were down the home stretch getting this damn thing out of here, um, I call the insurance company. Well, first of all, I fucking reach in my pocket. My cell phone's in the fucking truck. Just sitting there. Uh, luckily, I had mine. Yeah, luckily he had his. Kelly was be flagging people down. Yeah, so <laughs> I got his phone, and um, like, what do you do? Where's the, where's the only quiet spot that we could possibly be at? 
Well, we'll just jump in the C10 that's on the back of the trailer, on the back <laughs> of the truck that's running and just burning fucking gas on the side of the fucking road, burning diesel. Yeah, so we hop in the back of this uh, C10, this customer C10. Yeah, so we're sitting in the C10. <laughs> we decided to start making phone calls, and I got to figure out, I got to remember who the fuck my insurance company is. Because yeah. they're all red and white nowadays. Is it Allstate? <laughs> is it is it uh, uh, State Farm? State Farm? I got to remember, I know it ain't that fucking gecko or that damn flow. I, I I refuse. I, I don't care if they give me it to, for fucking free. I ain't paying no gecko and that damn flow. It ain't happening. Anyways, turns out I figured it out who the fucking insurance company was. So I call the insurance company. But not before we called a fucking locksmith that was right four miles up the road. Right off the highway. Right off the highway. Like, you know, just get here and unlock this shit. We went through... 20 minutes of talking to this broad, and um, she was unable to figure out where we were located, even though I was like, this is exactly where we are. I don't know how much more detail I can give you that we're on Highway 65, and Russell Road, where it crosses over, is right where the fuck we're at, and you want to, you want, she's like, can you give me a landmark? Well, fuck me. How better of a landmark? She asked, what's the address? What's, yeah, what's the fucking address? Uh, side of the road. Like, what, what do you mean, what's the address? Get out of town, lady. Yeah. So anyways, I literally just said, you know what, lady, I'm fucking done with you. And I hung up on her. So then I fucking called the insurance company. And the insurance lady couldn't figure out who I was. She couldn't find my, she couldn't find my policy number. And I was like, dude, you know what the funny thing is? My local insurance agent gave me this number to call you. So how the fuck are you not able to find my <laughs> my policy number? Well, it turns out they're spelling my last name F L E C K. Now I've had a lot of flack in my day, <laughs> but I've never had fleck. <laughs> when I spell my last name, I usually say it's like cut me some slack, or like a pair of nice pants, a pair of slacks, or S is in Sam, L A C K. Or S as in Steven. I guess I need to start spelling it. S as in you stupid son of a bitch. Cut me some slack. <laughs> S-L-A-C-K. First of all, she couldn't even spell my first name. You know, I don't even know. She spelled it like E-L-I-T or something fucked up. You need to, you know, Elliot. There's there's an <laughs> there's a, definitely another vowel of some sort in there. Listen here, Elliot. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like when I was talking to the Amish. That's how they fucking call it. That's what the fucking call me. Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> But uh, anyways, listen here, you Ellen. Yeah. So it turns out um, she's like, well, we'll be able to get, well, she's, she's asking me all these questions. You know, what color is your truck? Where are you located? She could actually, I was actually able to um, say where the, where I was by well, like the, where are you located at? Coordinates. Coordinates on, yeah, on yeah. the iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, Randy was done listening to this conversation, I think. He knew oh, I was fucking you know fired what? up. So he got out of the truck and just walked off into the like, I'm going to go find <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go find his license plate. So, yeah, I, so I he, he walks down the fucking highway. I don't even see him anymore. Yeah, it was a good mile and a mile back, I think. Yeah. Something like that. And all the while, while he's walking... And then walking back, I'm still on the same fucking conversation about not being able to figure out what my insurance policy is. So they finally, they're like, they go through all this process. They're like, we'll find your insurance policy later after this is all done. Then you can send the bill. That's great. Whatever, dude. Just get me fucking help. So it turns out, she's like, she gets all my information. I even had to get out of the truck, run up to the front, 
scream into the phone because there's people driving by 90 mile an hour and yell her, yell my VIN number to her and then get back in a truck and t- describe what this was, where we were located, you know, had to go through all the whole app thing and find me, find my fucking iPhone or whatever, whatever she found coordinate wise. And she's like, that's going to be $95. Okay, that's great. I will give you the $95 as soon as you unlock my truck. Oh, we can't do that, sir. What do you mean? You can't do that, ma'am. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are we doing here? She's like, well, it needs to be paid for before we can send anybody out. And I said, at the beginning of this conversation, where the fuck were you? When I said, all my information is locked in the truck. I want somebody else's phone. <laughs> and mind you, I told her that, you know, it might be under my wife's name. And I gave her my my wife's name and all that stuff and still couldn't find a policy number. So she's like, well, we can't, we can't send anybody out. She's like, I can call 911 and we can dispatch a police officer. I was like, I don't fucking care because we're a good, you know, hour into, into watching my truck just burn fuel <laughs> on the side <laughs> of the highway. So she calls 911. So now we're, now I'm listening to my insurance agent. Well, this insurance representative talked to 911 and 911's like, what's going on? And she's describing to her what's happening and where my coordinates are. And she's like, well, hold on. I'll get you over to Indiana Highway Patrol 911. Okay. So then we were on hold and got sent over there, right? It's a good thing I didn't cut my fucking finger off at some point in time around now because... <laughs> you wouldn't have it no more. Yeah. Yeah. So... Anyways, 911's coming, right? Okay, that's great. <laughs> and the insurance lady's like, do you feel safe enough that we can, I can hang up with you? Oh, yeah. I feel great. Sitting on the side of the highway in a 1968 C10 on the back of a trailer with six lanes of traffic sitting in the middle of all, all six of them with 90 fucking mile an hour traffic going by. And Randy's walking up and down a fucking highway <laughs> looking for a license plate. <laughs> yeah. I had, a, I had a old... I had two like old ladies pull over and ask me if I needed a ride, and, and uh, one of them didn't have any teeth, and it didn't look like a good situation. So I said, "No, I'm good." Uh, so they left. Randy didn't want to be gummed to death. Well, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I walked a little further after they found me, and then I was like, "I, I don't want to get hit by a Semi. somebody falling asleep." Or- Anything. <laughs> yeah. So I went to the. Oh, I did go to the other side of the road to the middle, and then walked the middle back. In case I could find on the other side, because yep. I didn't find it on the other on that side. But no luck. Yeah. So turns out, so now Randy's back, and I'm finishing up with the insurance. And I said, "Yep, nine one one's coming." Okay. So it's like, "Hey, nine one one's coming. We're gonna be saved," you know, because where I'm from, every single cop has has a what do they call it? A jimmy, a jimmy stick. You can literally run down the window track. And Jimmy, Jimmy the Lock. Right. I don't know if that's the proper term for it, but that's what they called it when I was growing up. Well, anyways, um, we're sitting there like a good half an hour goes by and the fucking, hey, the cop's here. Finally. The cop gets out, walks up to us. He's got a fucking mask on because, you know, protect and serve. I don't want to get Corona or whatever the fuck. Why we have, we're, we're wearing masks nowadays. I, it's beyond me, but you got... Six lanes of traffic screaming by, and you're sitting here trying to talk through a mask to me. How the fuck do I? <laughs> I can't hear you. So <laughs> I'm like, my ear is up against his mask. What seems to be the problem? What do you mean? 
<laughs> you were dispatched. Like, didn't the didn't the nine one one person like relay the message to you? Apparently not. Apparently not. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, anyways, I was like, obviously we're locked out of the truck, or I wouldn't be sitting in the back of a fucking tray on a tray. Anyways, the cops like, well, I can't help you. I don't have any way of unlocking it. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you here? Why didn't you get the other guy to come out here? Or why didn't you be like, oh, maybe I should run back to the shop and get the and get the Jimmy stick or whatever the fuck they call them. So, anyways, before the insurance insurance lady told me, um, if you have any issues with the police and they can't get this un, problem resolved, call us back. Oh boy, this I can't wait to call them back. So I called them back because the officers went back to his his paperwork because that's what he told me he had to do. So it. It was a plus that he had to sit on the side of the highway with his fucking red and blues on behind us because he was able to do paperwork, which is mm-hmm. great. I'm glad I was able to help him out because he definitely helped us out type of deal, right? <laughs> At least this point in the in the story, he hasn't. Um, turns out, I ended up calling a fucking insurance company. I got another fucking, I got some dude on there and I've told him my name, told him what the fuck was going on and he was all apologetic and stuff and he's like, Oh, here's your policy right here. No shit. He's like, yeah, it's under your wife's name. Oh, yeah? That wouldn't happen to be Melanie like I said it was to the first son of a bitch, right? (laughs) Anyways, I still had to go through the whole fucking process. And he asked me if I could describe the vehicle. Well, if you have my fucking insurance policy in front of me, wouldn't that be pretty descriptive of what the fuck I'm in? You would think so. Yeah. Anyways, I was like... I don't think it's going to be too difficult to find me considering you have the coordinates and there's a police officer sitting behind me with his red and blues on. With a 68C10 With a 68C10 on a fucking trailer, you know. Shouldn't be too hard. Shouldn't, yeah. Shouldn't be too difficult. So he's like, oh, it looks like here you, you're you covered for accidental locks in and, and roadside assistance. It's like, no shit. Why do you think I am disgusted? Why? Why do you think I'm on the phone with you, man? So he's like, well, we'll get somebody dispatched out there. Mind you, this has been another 20 minutes because I've had to describe everything all over again and blah, blah, blah. And he had to type it into his fucking computer and all this shit. And we're wrapping it up finally. We're finally getting to the end of the insurance. Fiasco. Fiasco to send me out somebody to fucking help, right? Well, it turns out the cop comes up and knocks on the door and I open it and he said... Oh, I called a wrecker for you. Well, why didn't you fucking call me a wrecker at the very beginning? Like, why wasn't this, why, you know, what the fuck? <laughs> so I was like, that's great. I'm on the phone with the insurance company and I'm like, we're going to see who gets here first. I'm not going to fucking just tell the insurance company, you know what? No. Forget what I said. <laughs> we're going to see who, we're going to see who's quicker. Well, he's like, it could be 90 minutes, an hour to 90 minutes. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Whatever, man. Well, it turns out I got off the phone because he asked me if I feel safe and I, he can hang up the phone. I was like, I'm pretty good now. I got a dude behind me with a six shooter and flashing red and blues. I'm, I feel safer than I ever have, you know. So he gets off the phone and we're sitting there. And I shit you not, probably what, 20 minutes goes by at least, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. We ended up, we were there for like two and a half fucking hours, something crazy. And we see a truck driver go by. And I was like, there goes a truck. There goes a wrecker. I wonder if that's our guy. 
You know, I think Randy even, I think you said something. I don't remember. I don't know. Possibly. But we saw a fucking wrecker go by. It's like, yeah, that's probably our guy. Turns out, like 10 minutes later, he comes back. It is that guy. And he drove by. Yeah. Are you ready for this? <laughs> the guy tells me that he drove by once already because he thought we were pulled over because of the police officer behind us with the flashing fucking lights. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's the like, police officer that called him. It's the police officer that fucking called you, man. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so the guy has one of those bags that blows up and opens up the door a little bit. So it turns out he's got this jimmy stick, I guess. I don't know. This fucking long bendable th- rod thing that he's able to wedge in there. And he's actually, he puts down the f- side window. And I'm fucking ecstatic. I round the front of the truck and I'm like running up to the fucking window with excitement like a damn five-year-old getting a fucking Nintendo on Christmas morning. And I don't know what happened, but he must have slipped or whatever and put the fucking window back up. (laughs) Like, what are you doing? So (laughs) I go back around. It wasn't the driver window, so... Yeah, it wasn't good. <laughs> I guess not. So I go back over there, and now he somehow has grabbed a hold of the door door handle, and like literally it takes another at least five minutes for him to finally hit another fucking button to open something up. And the guy's like, everything's all squared away. He hands me a bill. He's like, it's sixty five bucks. It's like that's great. I don't give a shit. Whatever. So finally, we're we're, we're leaving after all this. I've literally burnt a hundred and what was it, 120 miles off the off the speed off the off the tank of gas or whatever the yeah. hell it was. It was ridiculous. Yeah. We had just filled up. We got like burn a quarter tank or something fucking stupid. It was like just a sitting there. Tank. Yeah. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. So now we're two and a half, three hours behind schedule. <laughs> I was like, when in the fuck is this? truck gonna be gone it was yeah, like so we, we uh, had plans of getting there later that day like right, right before the sun went down and yeah we had plans of getting there at like four o'clock the golden hour would have been hitting it would have been perfect time for this truck to be in the sunlight and shit we get there at a little after eight o'clock <laughs> because we got stuck in traffic in nashville we're not there surprise, we uh, surprise luckily you have some friends down there so we ended up staying with some friends yeah we stayed with some friends woke up the next morning and we literally clean for an hour and 45 minutes again went over it all over it again and even did a little bit of uh compound and polishing by hand some more anyways delivered a truck finally after all this shit finally delivered a truck oh and whenever we ended up leaving we still we still looked for the we still looked for another couple miles for, for that, that fucking plane. license plate and couldn't get it uh and the funny thing is i called a I called the guy who owns it and told him about it. And he already knew about it. <laughs> he already knew about it. He's like, he's like, I would have just left it. I was like, yeah, I know that. But I was like, dude, I had, to, I had to at least. We had to try. We had to try. Yeah. Ended up working out all right. And this is just one story of of delivering a vehicle. There's there's a lot of stories of delivering a vehicle. And I got a lot of uh, random stories from moving from Tennessee to fucking Indiana and from uh, Ohio to Tennessee, there yeah, I got some stories. Um, but 
Yeah. We got there. The client was ecstatic. You know, it was beyond his, he knew what it looked like because he actually physically worked on this truck. He knew what shape it was in, where it was at. And um, I haven't heard from him since we dropped it off. So no news is good news. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> he was ecstatic. He said he took it for a spin, you know, said thanks and all that stuff. Um, he said about bringing it back next year, um, doing some paint work, actually, you know, get just the next step in the build, you know. Um, he's going to enjoy it. He's going to love it. Him and his wife are going to have a good time. We'll go out to dinner with it and shit like that. He's got a, I don't know if he's got multiple kids, just one kid or whatever, but they, they've been through the process. They know what it's all about and everything. And, and they care about this truck just as much as he does. And, um, we're pretty, we're I'm pretty proud of what we ended up doing. And I'm yeah. grateful for the work that we got out of it. I'm grateful we were able to put our name on it. And I feel, I feel good about it. And I just, we had to share this story for you because it was just, this is, this is the part, this is the shit that nobody tells you about, man. <laughs> like we, this is behind, you know, you can't make this shit up. <laughs> no, this is uh this is real life. This ha- this happens. This is all about the build, man. Yeah. This is all the all shit. The shit that- can we go through? <laughs> yeah. So, but, uh, we got, we picked up, uh, our new project. Uh, oh, yeah, we yesterday. had to come home and pick up another project. We picked up our new project yesterday. It's going to be a really cool project. We'll, uh, can't wait to share share uh, share what the, all that's about. Yeah, and if you're not familiar with what we actually have in the shop right now, we we have two other builds that are going on. These are long, uh, ground-up builds. Um, this build, the 68, was uh, was one of these... I don't. I don't want to say we specialize in finishing cars that are halfway through, but I, I seem like I've done more of those than I can shake a stick at. <laughs> yeah, it it takes a certain talent to be able to finish something that um, you have no idea what the fuck's going on with it. Yeah, <laughs> you, basically, you, you really don't know what what you're getting yourself into until you're knee deep, and um, I, th- I feel like uh, I've. I've I'm right there with you. I've done a lot of that kind of, you know, part part way through. Rescued some builds. Basically, that's what we end up doing. Yeah, we're rescuing mm-hmm. builds. Yep. Especially when it comes like that. And this this next vehicle that's coming in, the guy's actually done really pretty pretty decent work on it. Yeah. Um. There's definitely some quality on it. Um. You know, we can pick apart everything and anything, but um, I feel like it's a good base. It's a good base, and we're going to finish it off just like we did with a '68. You know, um, it's not—it's nowhere near ninety percent done. I mean, I'd say it's probably—you know—we're looking at. I'd say uh, it's got the exhaust ran a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. So, basically, basically everything that we did to this '68, uh, we got to do to that, and then uh, some, and then some. Uh, we got a little bit more metal work than on this one than, than the last one yeah and, and finishing off the interior a little bit more and stuff this doesn't have an interior i yeah. mean it does but it's not it needs just, it's it's not it's not a 68 c10 let's just no this is, this is this is these bomber seats um this is this is like a lot of people call hot rod this like when they say when we say hot rod we a lot of people think rat rod type of deal and this is more along that line of uh 
It's not a rat rod by any means. It's actually a pretty high class rat yeah, rod. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't consider this a rat rod. Uh, this is this is that definitely a hot rod, but it's a different. Um, it's the open, a different style hot rod. Yeah, it's the open wheels. It's the kind of the Model A style, but it's not a Model A. It's actually a forty nine Diamond T pickup yeah, truck. Yeah, it's an old big rig. Yeah, it's pretty badass. It's got some massive fucking Mickey Thompsons on the back. Yep. Um, it's got a big block. Big block with high rise intake, and uh, it's going to have dual dual throttle bodies. Going to be fuel injected. It's pretty rowdy. Yeah. So. That's what we're getting at. That's where we're going. Um, like I said, the other jo- the other projects we have, we haven't really talked about them because we're just in the middle of them. We're just metal work, putting them together and shit. It's the 67 C10. We got a 65 Riviera. And like I said, if you're interested in, in seeing this stuff, go to our YouTube page, go to our Instagram page, go to our Facebook page, TikTok. Every single one of these avenues is going to have something different about all these cars. So if you haven't followed us on Facebook, that's where you get a lot of updates throughout the week by week updates on what's going on in the shop. And you can follow. And and if you didn't know about this (laughs) fiasco, we were updating throughout the process and the chaos of getting to Tennessee and shit like that. So like, share. If uh, make sure to comment if you're on Spotify and stuff like that, hearing it on Spotify, make sure to go down and rate us. Uh, give us five stars if you could, please. I'd love it. If you don't like us, fucking give us five stars anyways, man. Yeah, um, but it shares. You know, we're trying to build. We're trying to get our our name out there in front of people. We're trying to help people. That's what this is all about. We're trying to give them uh, a different a different look than just like a you know, a half an hour, an hour TV show. Cause that's a lot of play. That's a lot of stuff that people get. And that's about it. And then everybody sugarcoats shit. We don't want to sugarcoat anything. We want to fucking give you the, 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 the nitty gritty, the rust in your fucking eyes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but oh, uh, before, before I cut off completely and give the, give the mic to fucking Randy, shout out to Pete. Oh yeah. Shout out to Pete. <laughs> Thanks for bringing the muscle. Yeah, thanks for, getting, thanks for getting dressed. Yeah, thanks for putting pants on and coming out and helping us push this truck on the back of the fucking trailer. Uh, so here's to you, Pete. Here's to everybody else. Over and out from Elliot Slack. Randy can close down this episode, but uh, yeah, we, uh, cheers we, to you guys. Um, we apologize if we didn't get any video of us on the side of the road. Next time we're, uh, we get locked out on a six-lane highway in the middle, we will uh, for sure um, video that occurrence and give you guys a a better look of what we're dealing with uh, so next time uh we'll better look at what you're dealing with with me <laughs> bitching and screaming and yelling <laughs> but uh, other than that yeah no that was it was a fun project at 68 really fun project i'm uh grateful for him to let us uh do that for him and i'm, gl- I'm grateful for uh this new project here and what we get to do to it so um until uh next week i think that's about it IBF Hot Rods over and out. Cheers. Over and out. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this episode of It's All About the Build podcast. Please comment and let us know your thoughts. Subscribe to the channel to follow along. And if you haven't already, check out our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok to keep up with what we have going on every week. Thank you all for listening.